Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The top power washing crew in all of Arkansas is Winston Power Washing. Based out of Sheridan, Arkansas, Jackson and his guys are ready to give you your home, your business, your town, or anything. A new update, a bath, and way much more. With top equipment and fast work, Jackson can get your place ready to have you up and going and ready to impress your visitors. Go look them up today, www.facebook.com slash Winston Power Washing. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Raceback Nation, welcome to the Yellow Jacket Drive-In Studios for the Hog Talk Podcast. This is episode three. This is Jacob Davis here in Central Arkansas, and we have Ty Hudson, the co-host in Northwest Arkansas. He is the owner, the creator, the maintainer of the Pig Trail Network on YouTube. How you doing, Ty? How's it going? Man, it's going good today, man. Fresh off the press is the regional prospects of the NCAA tournament in baseball. Arkansas just announced as a five seed. Last year, they were obviously the national runner-up in 2018. This year, they were 40 and 15 overall, and they are com- uh, combined with in their regional is Central Connecticut of the Northeast Conference. They were 30 and 21 overall. That is who we will face Friday at 2 p.m. And then you have TCU and Cal Berkeley. TCU 32 and 26. They were runners up of the big 12 conference baseball tournament this past weekend and then you have cal berkeley at 32 and 18 overall i think tcu is a surprise team getting in and so they are in the fayetteville regional so ty here we are finally the postseason baseball is here and are the omahogs ready to take that on and make a return trip to omaha if they can hit if they can, if they can get out of this little slump that, that they're in, I saw that their ERA was not very good in the in the SEC oh, tournament down in Hoover. I, I think they were hitting 186 uh, at bad. one point. So that, that's really, really, really bad. <laughs> do we do we know where they ranked? And maybe this is a question for the audience. I'm kind of surprised we didn't get anybody to ask us this, but were they ranked among the other teams in the tournament, like as far as their overall ERA? Because uh, or the, or their excuse me, as as for their hitting, it was. It was so bad, and I know that Hoover, they call it a pitcher's park, and um, everyone pitched really well. I mean, unless your name was Vanderbilt, you weren't hitting the ball in this tournament. There, there's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, every year. It's every year in Hoover. Yeah. Nobody can hit the ball. It's just it's a pitcher's park, like you said, and it just makes for terrible baseball, not entertaining, and it really helps the teams that are, you know, trying to make rallies and – and try to get into postseason play, 
in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's what TCU did here, and that's why they're in the tournament. But as far as the SEC, I think they were expecting 10 to 11 teams. We'll see if the SEC tournament uh, had anything to do with that, getting 10 to 11 teams in. 10, 10 teams would break, or I think would tie the record. 11 teams getting in the NCAA tournament from the SEC would break the record for most teams in a tournament by the conference in the NCAA tournament. So Arkansas... Friday at 2 p.m., they're going to be on ESPN3. If you type in ESPN3.com or watch watch ESPN.com, it'll take you to the internet, obviously, and to ESPN's uh, streaming site. Arkansas gets the the Watch ESPN treatment, while the regional we're matched up against, if if we make it past the regional... And we'll face the Ole Miss Rebels. They're matched up with Jacksonville State, Clemson, and Illinois. And Illinois, okay, neither of the teams that are national seeds get on TV. The only TV game on Friday is the Clemson and Illinois game at 4 p.m. on Friday. That is absolute crap. you got to be kidding me. You don't give the number five overall seed in this tournament a nationally televised game. What's the yeah. beef? What's the I, beef? I don't Tyler? know. I think I think it ha- it's got to be something to do with just you know the fact that they're maybe because the, they're out east. I, I really don't know. I don't I don't understand. Maybe it's a bigger market. Uh, you know, maybe the the they feel like the the market they can reach over there is is larger than what they could get with the with the Fayetteville Regional. I don't I don't know. I I can't put it together. You've got Arkansas, who like you said. Their top eight seed, their number five seed, forty-one and seventeen. I get that they're playing Central Connecticut. Okay, they're thirty and twenty-one. I think Arkansas should do well. You always worry about these schools like that. You know, I mean, even though they're they're not a they're not out of a Power Five conference, but you still worry about a team if they if they if their name is Central such and such. You're still going to be a little concerned about the matchup just because, and not to mention they made a regional. But you feel like. That game, or even the TCU Cal game, you know, a couple of thirty-two win teams in TCU, who, like you said, kind of surprised everybody a little bit to get into the Fayetteville Regional. Um, maybe they could get better times, but you know, they've got the Friday at seven p.m. Eastern. It's on. It's on the Watch ESPN app on the ESPN three. Ole Miss Jacksonville in their own in the Oxford Regional. Okay, maybe maybe Ole Miss should get. TV. Maybe they should be on television. Maybe they should be on ESPNU, but they're not. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Clemson and Illinois. I don't know if there's, I haven't seen the rest of the regionals because we are literally recording this right as this is all happening. So maybe there's other games that are bigger and, and they have more to offer. But I mean, ESPNU for Illinois and Clemson, I, that's crazy to me. And I get the Clemson. In Illinois, they're two Power Five conference teams. Illinois has got the thirty-six and nineteen record. Clemson's thirty-four and twenty-four. Clemson's, we know in football, they're the big bad. You know, they're they're the, you know, between them, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, they're one of those marquee schools. But we're talking, you know, we're talking baseball. You know, what has Clemson done all year? What what are they compared to Arkansas? I mean, they're not even seated. You know, in the in the top eight, they're not even. I don't think they've been ranked off and on. I just don't feel like Arkansas's getting you know what they I, I don't know I feel like they deserve to be on television over Clemson and Illinois that's maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong I you're not lying <laughs> I mean I'm biased but Arkansas oh, we're both you'd be biased. surprised 
Arkansas brings a lot of fans. When Arkansas is good at any sport, they bring a lot of fans and viewership to TV. Well, I we have to remember we are, you know, it's one team, one state, right? You know, and you Clemson, who's over in the Carolinas, you know, they're mixed in with, but they're still a marquee. You know, you got to look at the market size. Yeah. And, and I get that there's more, there's more televisions on that side of the country than there is in the state of Arkansas. I get it. There's three, what, maybe 3 million people in the state of Arkansas. Right. And you would think about at least 98% of the state. They're all Razorback fans, unless they're over there on the East side of the state where maybe they follow, <laughs> maybe they follow either Ole Miss, Mississippi state or Arkansas state. But I, I you know, Market-wise, that's what matters, what market is larger, and that's what it comes down to when you're talking television and how many people are going to sit and watch college baseball and where you're going to get your best viewership, obviously, on that side of the country. And by the way, the Carolinas, huge, huge part of the baseball world is over in the Carolinas. Absolutely. South Carolina is, I mean, they still consider themselves they're a, base, they're, they're a baseball school. Um, Coastal Carolina, they've won, I think they've Carolina, won a 16 championship. Clemson has off and on been mm-hmm. been really good in college baseball. So I, I, I understand that. If that's what your argument is, then I'm going to have to probably agree. But I still feel like, I, I, you know, again, maybe there's that time slot at 2 p.m. Eastern compared to what they have at the 4 p.m. Eastern time, you know, and you consider the time zones yeah. and everything. I just feel like Arkansas should have gotten at least the ESPNU. But – at the same time, some would probably argue that beggars can't be choosers, but this is you're talking about a regional. It's the Fayetteville Regional. Yeah. And Arkansas is clearly the better team on paper in the in their own regional. And you could argue they're definitely better than anybody in the Oxford regional. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh you know, I was just I'm just kind of irritated, you know, where you can't be able to watch the uh watch the game live but on TV, but it's it's okay. But ESPN, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but give Arkansas some credit. <laughs> there's, I'm looking on Twitter. There's, there's some arguments to be made about why Arkansas isn't a, why shouldn't they be a four seed? Right. And you know, I, I don't know. Barstool Arkansas, and I, I've followed them for a while. They're pretty funny. But they said, you know, do we deserve a top four seed? Uh, four seed? Question mark. Yes. I'm not here to split hairs, though. Good luck coming coming out of bomb alive and they're not lying arkansas at home has been absolutely incredible at home i think they're 28 and 6 at home yeah and, and they've won they have won all but one series in fayetteville since 2017 that sounds right that's pretty incredible and they hit better in their own park i mean they're just um they're hard to beat at Bomb Stadium. And you could make that argument for a lot of teams at home, but it seems like Bomb just – there's something right. magical about Bomb Stadium. But, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, ESPN snubs you for the TV slot, and then the NCAA doesn't even know what state we're in. So, I mean, you have that. So, I mean, obviously the the Eskimo hogs or the frigid hogs or whatever you want to talk to them or call them, you know, what – Arkansas is going to get out of the regional. I think they'll end up getting a super regional matched up with Ole Miss and with Arkansas being a uh, five seed and Ole Miss. If they, if they get through their uh, regional and get into the super regional, Arkansas will get another super regional in Fayetteville. So that would be a good two out of three game series. And I hope Ole Miss is wore out from their SEC tournament appearance, uh, championship game appearance. 
we'll see how it is. Uh, if Arkansas can get hot at the right time, and obviously, like you said earlier, Arkansas hits way better at home than they do on the road. And we'll just see. We'll see where it goes. I think Casey Martin, uh, Heston Kerstad, Dom Fletcher, these guys know the time is almost up. It, I mean, they have to get going if they want to redeem themselves from what happened last year. Yeah. So, I feel like, you know, and someone said this in one of the group chats that I'm in on uh, a, a group chat on my phone. Someone said that it it seems like you you get close and you make it this far into Omaha and then you come up short and then you come back the next year and win it all. That kind of feels like that's the norm in you know when you make it to Omaha is like right. you, you don't get it your first year. The thing is is like Arkansas has been. How many times has Dave Van Horn taken the Razorbacks to to Omaha and come up short? Um, it's been I, several times. I mean, so I, I don't know if I completely buy into that or not, but. That is only the second time Arkansas has ever played for the title. And so maybe there is some truth to it. You look at how well, I mean, they finished 41 and 17, 40 wins throughout the regular season. You know, they won 12 games away from bomb or actually 13. If you, if you uh, count Hoover, you know, right. so they have more away wins. You feel like they're doing everything as good or better than what they were doing last year. So this, you feel like this is the year. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be tough because you have Georgia and as a four seed, Mississippi State's a six seed. You're you're going to have a lot of a lot of SEC teams that are national seeds that you might have multiple SEC teams in the College World Series this year. That's just what it looks like right now. They have UCLA at a one. They have Vanderbilt at a number two. Georgia Tech slid in there at number three, which they thought that Georgia would have been a three seed. Arkansas would have been a four seed. So I think Georgia Tech kind of snuck up in there out of the ACC, and you have Arkansas five. So there's an opportunity there for for our, the SEC and Arkansas to be in there in the College World Series and make a run. And it's going to be a tough. I think it's going to be tougher than it was last year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's that's that's just the SEC when you talk about their dominance and and it feels like to me like last year it was you know all, all the talk was about Oregon State you know that was right. all the talk going into the College World Series and it turned out to be right I mean even though yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas should have won you know Arkansas but, was one out <laughs> you know from winning the national championship but in two games I feel the same way though about I feel the same way about UCLA this year they are this year's Probably, and it's easy to say they've been ranked number one all season long, but they are really good. And all the people who know a lot more about college baseball than I do, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I don't know it like I do college football. I think a lot of people can attest to that. But it feels like UCLA is going to be the team to beat between them and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was the only team that could hit in Hoover, uh, you know, and they hit well. I think they scored. I think they scored eleven or twelve runs in in, a, in one particular game. So uh, nobody hit as well as they did, and and they're they're hot. Like their bats are hot. They're coming in at the right time. Whereas Arkansas is on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're slumping. They, you know, it's they've they're just they feel like they're limited for whatever reason, and they shouldn't be at the plate. And they just haven't been. Um, well, their bats just aren't aren't warm. They're just I mean, not warm right now. It's like last week when we were talking last week when Arkansas was facing A&M and we won game one, had five home runs, and then all of a sudden it's just, where did your runs go? 
and it led into the Hoover Hoover tournament. And now you're better. You're hoping your bats are hot. And I think you have a good matchup with Connecticut or uh, Central Connecticut, where Arkansas have an opportunity to uh, be able to win it and not use up too much pitching. Yeah. And get your bats hot at the right time. So, Ty Edmondson, a longtime viewer of yours on Razorback, I mean, the Pictorial Network, he says, what are your predictions on the Omahogs? I think it's way too early right now, but I think they get out of the regional. Let's just take it one step at a time. Because I don't want to jinx anybody. But I think Arkansas gets past their regional and has a two out of three series against Ole Miss to go to Omaha. What do you think, Ty? I'm in the same boat. I'm actually... I bet a friend of mine, if he's listening, Duke, he and I have a uh, gentleman's bet that Arkansas, he, he doesn't believe Arkansas makes it to the Supers. And, uh, you know, he's very reactionary. <laughs> you know, uh, he's got, he, he's all hog. Don't get me wrong. He's a diehard hog fan. And he's just very uh, emotional when it comes to the Razorbacks. And he's a little reactionary. And I think a lot of fans are, really, to be fair. Like I've always said, fan is short for fanatic. I'll admit, I've been I've fallen victim to it more than more than once. But uh, he just does not believe Arkansas has it in him to get out of the out of their own regional. And he could be right, but we have a bet, and, and it's a, whoever wins gets or whoever loses has to buy the other their their favorite case of, of beer. So I feel like they get to the supers. I, I, I am a little bit concerned TCU and, and well, I mean, anybody can beat you in these games. You just never know. And, and that's the problem when, and I'm not saying that Duke doesn't know baseball, but there's a lot of fans who just don't understand that in college baseball, anybody can beat you on any given day. Yes. It's, it's not because you're, you know, Cal state tech high, you know, like that doesn't matter that they're not a part of a power five. They could still beat you. They may have a, uh, you know, there's a better mound versus plate matchup. You know, maybe they've got some, some amazing, you know, left-handed pitchers and you obviously Arkansas, everybody tends to struggle against left-handed pitching some more than others. Right. It's just all about the matchup. And that's what people have a hard time understanding. And, and also the, the SEC tournament does not matter. I don't know why fans, I mean, they just were so outraged that Arkansas was eliminated by Ole Miss on Friday, you know, three to two, and they dropped the game before that to Georgia three to one. But that's all anyone wants to talk about is how, you know, they, they were, you know, they, they didn't get swept against A&M, but they still dropped that series. They didn't win the last game, you know, in Fayetteville against LSU, and then they didn't look so great in the SEC tournament. And I think people have to understand is that, that there's a certain way you approach the SEC tournament, and there's a certain way that you you handle your bullpen, especially right. when you're in Arkansas situation where they're looking like, yeah, they're going to host. So you've got to you've got to somehow play your bullpen accordingly, and so they're not going to pitch Isaiah Campbell beyond what do you have, 68, 70 pitches. They're not going to stretch him out. They're not going to stretch out the middle relief. They're not going to, you know, they want to try and reserve their bullpen. And I think fans need to understand that. The hitting is a concern. I will agree. I think they're in a slump, but I think they get out of it. They hit well in Fayetteville and and at Bomb Stadium, and I think they get out of it. So there was a lot of just nonsense on Twitter over the weekend, and it's just, it's, it's so tiring, but 
it is what it is. And but I'm like you. I think Arkansas gets out of their out of their regional. I think they move on to the supers. And I will be enjoying a case of beer from Duke. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know what beer though. I'm, I'm kind of I'm struggling between Sam Adams, uh, Blue Moon. There, there's there's some you know I'm not a real big beer guy, but uh, just I'll enjoy to, it. I'm, I'm going to enjoy every single bottle, every can or bottle. I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to skip really quick to the football recruiting. A lot of people they desire to hear where the Razorbacks are in recruiting and what their greatest needs are. I mean, right now you have wide receivers committed. You have a couple, you have a linebacker, you have a defensive back, uh, a tight end committed. What does Arkansas need, Ty? What do you think they need the most? And I think the number one thing, I think I know what you're going to say, is linebackers. Because as you said before, you need depth, and not just good depth, but quality depth. That yeah. should be the number one target there. I think, you know, when Scooter Harris went down and wasn't able to practice during the spring, you kind of felt like everyone was panicking, and probably rightfully so, because they're razor thin at linebacker. And I think it goes without saying that they need linebackers. Like, it's just – and that's always been a position that they have struggled, you know, to to pile on that – the the – as I've said before, the quality depth. They've always struggled. You know, I, I can remember back in the Sam Aljabutu days, like if Sam Aljabutu was unable to play, you were in trouble at linebacker. Yes. You know, and then I remember Petrino's Brady first Burton. year, you had you had an all-SEC freshman linebacker in Freddie Fairchild. They had to dismiss him from the team because whatever, off-the-field issues. And then, once again, they were in big trouble at, at the linebacker position. Line, linebacker has always been a problem for Arkansas, where you look at, some of the better teams in college football and obviously in the sec, you know, Alabama, they're good everywhere, but a position they seem to excel at them and LSU both, you know, and Georgia is linebacker. You know, you look at the, the, the NFL, it feels like they're from, they're either from Georgia, LSU or Alabama. Like that's where they're coming from. That's kind of the meat of the Alabama defense along. I mean, with everything else they do, right. Recruiting wise and filling up their depth. It's just been a problem in Fayetteville for them to, to stack up talent at that position. Now, they'll have a Scooter Harris. You know, they'll have a Montreal Spate. They'll right. have a Jerry Greenlaw. And the fact they had Montreal – or excuse me, the fact they had Jerry Greenlaw and, and uh, uh, Scooter Harris last year, you kind of felt like, you know, well, they'll be okay at the linebacker position. Well, Dre Greenlaw goes down, and they have to force in a freshman, a true freshman in bumper pool to come in and take a spot. Yep. That yep. should tell you everything you need to know about the linebacker position. And I think it's going to be a problem this year. So linebacker's definitely it for me. And offensive line, and I've said this before, but I feel like they need to – and I just did a video on this not long ago about uh, the running back position. They need to start outside of, you know, Rakeem Boyd, Deval Whaley, Chase Hayden. Who do you have at that spot? And I know a lot of people are going to point to, well, they got T.J. Hammonds back. Okay, T.J. Hammonds also – wasn't a part of spring practice and you know, he's going to be, he's going to have to start basically from where he left off. And that's all the experience he's going to have. He's not Ten carries for 28 yards last season. 10 carries it, 28 yards. And that, I mean, he had a 68 yard jet sweep for a touchdown against Colorado state. And that's about it. And that's it. So, you know, and you, 
missing the spring to me it's just such a big deal if you're if you're unable to participate in any spring at all that's a that's a problem that you've seen it time and time again at arkansas or anywhere where if you miss out on spring and then you know unless they're a star player i think there was a year darren mcfadden missed out on the spring and maybe felix jones or peyton hillis and they were fine but they were also super athletes like those were first round quality well felix and darren mcfadden were first round quality next level players you know, that's fine. But when you have guys like TJ Hammonds who can't participate in the spring, you know, that that's a concern. Uh, right. So I, I think, and, and I've said this too, I think if Rakeem Boyd comes out this year and manages to rack up some yards, let's say he gets around 1,500 total yards of offense, not just rushing or whatever, total yards, I think he's out. I think he goes pro. Yeah. Um, I just feel that way. I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that he's from uh, last chance you and he's kind of got that, popularity around him and you know he's got people whispering in his ears i think he's a good kid but i think he's also looking out for his own and if he has a good enough year he's gonna bolt you also lose devall whaley so what do you have at the running back position beyond this year even if rakeem boyd stays you've still got some questions at that position so because you'll have after this year you'll have chase hayden you'll have amante spivey yep and that's it they had a transfer. They've had – Oh, they've yeah, had, Traylon Smith. Yep. They had a transfer. I just don't know anything about him, to be Four honest with you. Four speed out of Arizona State, so he's going to sit one year and play two. He's got two to play. That's right. Okay. Yes. I was going to ask how many he had to play. So we'll have to wait and see. But, I, yeah. So linebacker, offensive line, and, and running back for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I know people are going to say – and I had several people mention this, like secondary. What about the secondary? Well – They've done a pretty good job racking up, you know, some, yeah, they need a couple more safeties and maybe another corner or two, but I feel like they're okay. If you're talking, if you're going to ask me my three immediate positions, it's those three linebacker, offensive line and running back. So let's break down here. Who can Arkansas bring in? So I've got a list here. I've got, I've got my big board here of about 35 to 40 guys who I think Arkansas has a great chance at landing. Some, some have already committed. So, You'll take out seven of those. You have a guy like a Martavius French out of Memphis Whitehaven. He's a six foot two, two hundred thirty-two pound linebacker. Solid kid. He had, I think, around seventy-eight tackles, twelve tackles for a loss, and I think six sacks on the season. So he's a guy that I think is your number one goal. And I looked at Otis Kirk's board the other day, and he has him as an eighty percent chance of becoming a Razorback. Yeah, French would be. French would be a great, great star. asset to that, to that defense. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have uh, Bryson Eason, who just so happens to be out of the same school, who's also a four-star linebacker. He's a little – I think he's one or two spots behind French, but he would be a huge get if you can land both of these guys. You know, but you need more. Yeah. You can't just take two guys in this class. I've talking about Martavius French. That's a guy out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, who has. I mean, Ole Miss concerns you. He's being recruited by Charles Clark from Ole Miss. That concerns you. Uh, and you look at who's coming and going at that position next year. Like this is a. I would argue he's one of the the top targets for Arkansas to land, and you feel like he's you got a pretty good chance. And I've said before, you got to hit Memphis. Yes. Not just basketball, but football. You gotta hit Memphis. They've got they've got athletes over there. They've got ballers, and French is one of them. And if they could get French, oh man, you know that oh, would yeah. be that'd be a nice land. He's also got offers from Cincinnati, Florida, and I think uh, Georgia Tech. Is that who it is? 
Did Tennessee offer him? Yes. Georgia, I think, just offered him this past week. Okay. I think Tennessee was on him, too. Uh, let me pull his timeline. It's got, uh, he's got the visit. He had the visit on March 9th, yep. uh, which was an unofficial visit at Fayetteville. And then I don't see where they've offered him. I, the last offer okay. he got was, looks like West Virginia on February okay. 27th, February 20th. He got an offer from Kentucky and then he had an unofficial visit according to 24 seven on February 9th to Ole Miss. Okay. Well, I think he has, I think he has a offer from Florida and he's going to visit Florida too. I have his official visits saved on my phone uh, from a couple of weeks ago when he announced his top six. Let me see if I can find that real quick. But he is he's a huge get. If you can land this guy out of Memphis, I immediately think you get uh, Bryson Eason out of the same school. Martavius French, top five, Oregon, Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State, and LSU. Is that, is that any particular order or is that just? Just his top five. Okay. doesn't have an order. Okay, but if you if you remember, I had a guy named Miles Slusher who was on my big board out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He's a guy that ended up committing to Oregon a couple of weeks ago, and that was a guy that looked like he was all hog. And I think Chad Morris was one of the guys, one of the coaches that was first on him, but he ended up committing to Oregon to play, yeah. which is kind of weird to me that he would go all the way to the to the northeastern part of the northwestern part of the U.S to play ball when he's out well, of Oklahoma and he's just riding our back door. Yeah. Oregon's, I mean, you know, you can't fault anybody for going to Oregon, even no. though they've, I kind of think their better days are behind them, but who knows? They're, they're kind of rocking and rolling and recruiting still. But yeah. then again, so is Ole Miss and uh, we know what happened totally there. Yeah. Not saying that Oregon's cheating, just kind of no. makes you wonder sometimes, but yeah. Um, another player, I don't know if you mentioned him yet or not, but out of our own backyard, uh, Control Wallace out of Bryant. Aha! Uh-huh. I was about to pull him up. Six five. Six, I've, I've actually heard he's probably closer to somewhere between six, six three six. and six four. Yeah, but he's about two fifteen. Uh, I mean, he's he's got some. You know, I'm not going to tell you he's got phenomenal offers, but he does have Ole Quality. Miss, Oklahoma State, Louisiana Tech, and Houston have all offered him. And uh, Barry Lunny, Steve Caldwell are actively recruiting him, and he's a pretty big target. I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't committed because. I mean, that outside linebacker position is so thin. You feel yeah. like someone like Wallace would come in and get an opportunity to play, like, out the gate. But on 24-7, he's rated as a top 50 overall outside linebacker. He's a three-star. Uh, but he's close composite. to being a four. He's very close, and I think he could. I don't know if he goes to camps. I haven't read his timeline whether or not he's been camping much. That helps if you go to these camps and yep. you – you look pretty good. That'll help your rating. But uh, I mean, you're talking about again. This is according to 24/7 Sports. You're talking about a you know top 600 player out of high school, top 50 at his position, top right. five player in the state. Uh, that would be a. I think that'd be a really nice offer, and that would help. That would help with that quality. I think he's a very yeah. underrated player out of Bryant. Yes, uh, Jashad Stewart. He's a guy that's already committed out of Jonesboro. Yep. He's a defensive end, kind of a tweener linebacker. I think he plays linebacker at the next level. Another guy that I have that's also a tweener is Prince Dorba out of Highland Park High School. That's another guy that I think Arkansas has a, probably a 50-50 shot at at getting because Chandler Morris plays at the same high school as their quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's probably the most watched athlete Chad Morris has seen. Let me ask you this. 
another in-state guy, and I, I'm going to do a video on him hopefully here soon. How do you feel about Blaine Toll? So Six Blaine five, Toll, yes. yes. 244. He's out of uh, – uh, Hazen. Hazen, that's right. He's out of Hazen. He's a unanimous four-star, I think, everywhere. Yes. How do you feel Arkansas? Because it's down, it sounds like, between Oklahoma and Arkansas. Where are you at with him? Oklahoma scares me because, all, I mean, they took Stacey Wilkins out of Camden High School last year. Yep. Uh, he was the number one player in Arkansas. And Blaine Toll, again, is the number one player in Arkansas this class. And Oklahoma leads for him. I, I want to see him come to Arkansas. Because I they're think he's a bona fide those... player. They're getting they're getting those kids that committed out of out of state to out of Arkansas to, to go after Blaine Toll. And yeah. when you're Oklahoma in football, like it's look, if they come into your state and they want somebody bad enough, they're probably gonna get them. I mean, that's yeah. just where they're at. Football, they're a great program. And yeah. uh, they're gonna they're gonna come into Arkansas. If this were basketball or baseball, I would argue differently, but they've got Arkansas number nationally. They're I mean, you know. They're going to be a playoff contender. Now, I think this year with Jalen Hurts, I don't know what they're going to do. I think, <laughs> I think that is such a square peg, round hole situation over there. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he was not a very good passer at at Alabama, so we'll see how that goes. But still, everything around that offense and what they have on, well, okay, they don't play, they don't believe in defense in the Big Twelve, but on offense, they are loaded, and uh, yeah. you wonder what they do. So you know that has an impression on Blaine Toll, yeah. and but I think the the thing that kind of works against Arkansas with Blaine, you see how much defensive talent they recruited last year on the defensive line at his position. He, I don't think he would come in and I think he'd come in in red shirt. Yeah. Um, I don't know Oklahoma's situation. I do have a, a, a mutual friend of mine. He's a Arkansas slash OU fan. I don't understand that, but that's whatever. But uh, he's from Siloam. So maybe that explains things, but he feels like, uh, Blaine Toll would come in and probably play in the first two years, and whereas at Arkansas, he probably wouldn't. You know, I just feel like the talent at the strong side defensive end spot at Arkansas is pretty good. And sometimes we get wrapped up in star power. We don't think about what you already have. So, but I, I think because of that and the fact that it's Oklahoma, I feel like he goes to Oklahoma. Not to mention crystal ball predictions on 24 7. They have him at eighty six percent likely to commit yeah. and sign with Oklahoma, whereas Arkansas is at obviously 14, fourteen. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think Arkansas has a lot of ground to make up. I mean, if you get recruited by the blue buds of the of the country, yeah, the great teams. I mean, Oklahoma has a rich history. I think if Arkansas ended up going to the Big Twelve, I think they would instead of the or, I mean, instead of the SEC win the Southwest conference was going downhill and they ended up splitting from them. If they go to the big 12 conference, I think they kind of stay in the national spotlight more, but because of, but I I know I'd say, I know that's like, people are going to be opening their eyes when they hear me say this on the podcast. But I think if they stay in the big 12, I think they're a top three team in the big 12. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's a whole other video, whole other yeah. podcast. But I, I will say this: you lose that SEC staying power yeah. if you lose, and that has an effect on recruiting. If yeah. for anybody who thinks that Arkansas would walk into the Big Twelve and be top three, I think you might look at you know the Big Twelve. I guess it just depends. Maybe in the nineties they would. That's have what had I'm saying. Like stretch, but. Yeah, you know, even in the big, even in the in the '90s, the Big Twelve was respectable when they, because that's when they formed, was in right. the mid '90s, and I, 
you know, you, you had Nebraska in the conference at the time. You had, I think, Colorado. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe, but especially the last 10 years, I would argue that Arkansas would probably be right. in the same situation where they're struggling. You know, we just don't put out. We don't put out, and since we're talking recruiting, we don't put out the, the caliber of prospects that, that, you know, the schools down in the southeast like Alabama and uh, Florida and, and, and all that. And it has to deal with, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, talking about the amount of people, the population, and and what have you. So that's, a, that's something you got to fight with. College football, college sports is really geography wars, if you want to get down yeah. to it. It's it's about, you know, the, the, the influence you can have in the region and in your own state. And right now, Arkansas, they just don't have a lot of influence in right. football. So 247 Sports Composite has one four-star prospect in the state of Arkansas right now. Yeah. And how many of them, how many total prospects out of Arkansas go D1? How many of them go Power 5? And then compare that. I I will say they've had years where they've gone toe-to-toe high school recruiting-wise with like Tennessee, Mississippi, and and Oklahoma, which is surprising because Oklahoma has Oklahoma City. They have the, the surrounding areas and they have Tulsa. But, uh, yeah, Oklahoma is usually just a few spots ahead of Arkansas when you yeah. talk about total D1 prospects and total, uh, or, you know, total power five offers and what have you. But, you know, you know Oklahoma is going to get the edge. Tennessee is going to get the edge. Mississippi's going to get the edge. So that says something. One four-star. Last year they had, what was it? Was it five? According to yeah. 24-7? Yeah. I mean, it was one of the best. One of the best uh, Arcan- the state of Arkansas has produced in D1. In a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you go to the 2021 class, and I think, Arkansas returns to maybe five to seven for next next year's class because there's yeah. so much talent coming up in this 2021 class out of Dumas, um, Fayetteville. I think the whole state as a whole has a pretty good a pretty good amount of players coming out next. I haven't year. so we'll I see. haven't done my I haven't done my research for 2021 yet, but I I had kind of heard the same and read the same. They feel like. That's going to be a year that's similar to what they were able to do in uh, the la- last season. But you have these. That's the problem. Out of you look back over ten years, you know how many four stars, how many five stars has the state produced? And that's and again, that's for people who really get wrapped up in star power. But you can't yeah. tell me that it doesn't matter. You can't tell me that star power doesn't matter. And I'm not. You know, they've had guys like you know Darius Winston, who was a five star. What was he the top? five corner yeah. out of high school and look what he did he barely ever saw the field and when he did he was not so great special and team so you know that's sometimes yeah. star power doesn't matter in those cases but there's a lot yeah. to it but my goodness this was a good show man yes absolutely got depth there with baseball and recruiting it's good stuff don't you love it man let, let's end it with that i think this is a good show as well so uh, I just want to sign off here by thanking the Yellow Jacket Drive-In for being courteous enough to sponsor uh, sponsor our studios. And, and this is Jacob Davis. This is Ty Hudson. This is the Hog Talk Podcast. Join in for next week. And it's a whole new episode next week, too. So we're signing off here. Thanks, Ty, for joining us again, man. Absolutely. Thank you, as always, for having me on. And for everyone who's still listening, thank you for sticking with us and please go check out obviously Jacob's site with the hog pen or, or the, uh, excuse me, the hog talk. And then of course, check out the, my YouTube channel, the pig trail network on YouTube. That's Thank right. You so much. Only one place. Well, only one place. So 
Y'all, it's Memorial Day. Y'all have a good, good rest of your holiday. And thank you to all the uh, heroes that didn't get to come back. Thank you for preserving our freedom. God bless everybody. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> TMK Properties is your premier real estate agency for people looking for homes in Sheridan, Arkansas, and all of Grant County. Mary Kay, Tony, Laysan, Jenica, and Lee are there to assist you and do everything they can to make your home buying experience smooth as possible. Their phone number for their office is 870-942-0800. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.